Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Club. This is the place everyday real estate investors gather to share their best stories, biggest insights, and favorite tactics to grow a portfolio of cash-flowing properties in today's market. Here's your host, Gabe Peterson. All right, we are back with another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. Today we have Leo Anzoliaga. I actually think I got that one right. You did. did. (laughs) Leo is uh, from Draper and Kramer Mortgage Company. And so we are here to talk about mortgages, interest rates, all the things that is on top of people's mind today in this economy and Ukraine, all that craziness. So Leo, Leo, thank you very much for hopping on the show today. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Gabe. I appreciate it. You have uh, an amazing audience, amazing podcast, and I'm honored to be here. Absolutely. Um, I told you before we got here, we always start with stories. We just like to hear how people kind of got from you know the, the beginnings to where you are now. So real quickly, can you go into your story? How'd you get started in real estate in the first place? Yeah. You know, I always tell people that um, in real estate, most people don't dream of this. You know, uh, you know, ironically enough, I wanted to be an engineer. And so, but right out of high school, going into college, uh, one of my friends, you know, got into the mortgage business and said, hey, I think you do really well at this. Uh, if I'm honest with you, at first, it sounded like a pyramid scheme. So I was not interested. <laughs> uh, but then he told me that he invested in one of his first properties. And I literally looked at him and I was like, I mean, how, how are you doing this? You're like, you're 19, you know, like, is this, is this legal? You know what I mean? And so <laughs> that was in 2003. Um, and, you know, grew my business, you know, brick by brick. Um, you know, then obviously the liquidity crisis hit in 2007 and eight. So you kind of had to like readjust. Um, and, and continue building. And so um, I've been doing this for 19 years. I mean, I look like a kid on, on video here, but like I've been doing this for 19 years. I'm impressed, um, actually. That's yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. So I've been fortunate enough to, you know, to be, uh, you know, with some amazing companies over the years and now, you know, serve, you know, in the DC metropolitan area where the majority of my business is, uh, is done. Cool. I love it. So you've been, you are an OG veteran of mortgage, of the mortgage business, which is great. Because yeah. uh, that is, you know, mortgages, interest rates, that is what is top of mind with most oh. people today because, you know, we're in this uncertain time. Um, the war with Ukraine is going on. Um, and so kind of tell us, why don't we just start there? What do you see? Um, this is a very loaded question, so you can take it however you want it. But what do you see in the next one to two years um, when it comes with, let's start with just interest rates and then we can go into the market and, uh, and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, you kind of nailed it, right? I think um, I would argue the last, you know, two and a half years since the pandemic started, it's been a very interesting, you know, study to say the least. You know, I, you know, before the the pandemic in two thousand and twenty, you know, we started to see a lot of um, a lot of movement in the marketplace. You know, a lot of that had to do with, you know, first time home buyers, you know, uh, entering the marketplace for the very first time. So, uh, so I would love to kind of start there because that's going to give us a little bit of context. So in the 1980s, there was uh, a boom of births that happened. And all of those people, um, I mean, think about it, right? I mean, I'm, I'm 38, going to 39 this year. You know, So a couple younger version of me, essentially, um, uh, are starting to enter the marketplace for the very first time. And that created a lot of inventory pressure in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even before the pandemic, you add the pandemic, right, where... I mean, rates came down to the low twos, right? And that was a recipe for, you know, shortage of inventories, 
I mean, competition left and right. I'm, I'm assuming a lot of your investors are obviously feeling that. Um, and, you know, um, you know, just left and right. I mean, it, it, it was a refi boom for about a year and a half or so. And so <clears throat> that, you know, started to kind of, you know, taper down and go away at, at the beginning of 2021, specifically February. Um, you know, the, 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 the rule, you know, the, the vaccine rolling out played a role in that. And then, you know, inflation, which is kind of the hot topic, right? Like inflation pressures have been, have been an issue that the feds are, have been trying to kind of get their arms around. Right. And so around September or so of last year, we started to see rates kind of take, you know, a very, very sharp turn um, and, 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 and shot up. I mean, we're, you know, closer to that 4% mark, um, you know, currently right now. Now, then you add, you know, tensions abroad with Ukraine. I mean, you know, I think context is important here, you know, because for as interesting as, you know, the secondary market has been over the last, whatever, month and a half, you know, there are lives out there that are being affected, you know, millions of people that are, you know, having to flee Ukraine, go into different countries, and hopefully, you know, knock on wood, like, you know, um, this thing won't escalate beyond that, um, you know. So in context, I mean, what we're experiencing on the secondary market, the volatility means nothing, right, compared to the lives of these people that have been affected. But, but certainly, you know, rates rates have, you know, came down a little bit when, you know, Russia invaded for the first time. And it started a ripple effect that I think, you know, we're going to we're going to digest, you know, for, you know, for the next for the next few months, you know. In Sorry, terms of- you said you said rates came down. Was yeah, they did. They did. Really? That yeah. Is- Kind of contrary to what I would expect to happen in that situation. Yeah, so I think Aaron, you're, you're, you did a podcast with Aaron Chapman. He actually explained how like work, how rates in general work. And so, if I can just kind of piggyback on that, um, a lot of people think that interest rates are actually determined by how uh, banks compete for business, but it's not. That's not the case. Rates are driven primarily by how mortgage-backed securities trade. And so, here's kind of the rule: if there's a buying pressure on these bonds, then interest rates come down. If there's a selling pressure on these bonds and interest rates go up. So however these instruments perform on any given day, that's what's going to drive the overall pricing for interest rates. Now, there's an inverse relationship between how bonds and the stock market trades, right? So if, mm. If, mm. if the okay. stock market is losing ground, then that money is going into a safer investment called flight to safety to bonds. And so the uh, Russia invaded Ukraine, stock market, you know, the secondary market freaked out. Money came out of stocks, moved over to bonds, and rates came back down. Now, um, that was short-lived, you know, for a few days or so, um, you know, and inflation pressure kind of took over again. So, um, but no, yeah, that that's the reason why interest rates came back down for for about, a, I want to say about four or five days or so. Huh. That is, that is interesting. You know, you learn something new every day. It was so interesting. I forgot what I was going to ask next. Um, <laughs> You're good, man. Oh, that's where I was going. So... Interest rates came down at the beginning of the war, um, but that doesn't mean that they'll stay there. Uh, you know, we've heard all this talks about just runaway inflation um, is just around the corner. Yeah. So where we are today, interest rates, I don't know specifically where they are, but they're probably around the four mark. Is that correct? Uh, high threes. High threes. High threes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what do you see? You know, 19, I had somebody on, on this episode or on this podcast earlier who said he was, you know, getting mortgages in the 80s and 90s and interest rates reached, I think he said like 18%, which is absolutely crazy. Yep. Um, it would destroy pretty much every investment. Well, not every, but most investments I've made, if I had to, if I had to deal with an 18% loan, 
I just, it just wouldn't, wouldn't pencil. It wouldn't make sense. Right. Um, so where do you see interest rates going in the next interest rates in the market in the next two years? Um, do you see that spike that, you know, happened in the nineties? It doesn't have to be exactly like that, but do you see it going past, you know, six, 8% interest? Great question. So I, I think, um, where, where, where do I see interest rates come, going in the next few years? I think we have to have context first, right? So, you, you know, whoever, I think you're talking about Aaron, but that's the person you interviewed, I think one of your episodes. Um, uh, for us to see, for us to have context when it comes to rates, it's extremely important. So before the liquidity crisis in 2006, mm-hmm. rates were hovering around the 6% mark, high fives, low sixes, Okay. You know, liquidity crisis hits, we're now down into the low fives. We keep going, right? Uh, QE, right? Quantitative easing, like happens, like we're now down in the force, right? Um, we're hovering there for a while, pandemic comes, rates come back down to the low twos, right? And so for us to be anywhere in that 4% mark, um, I think it's still an anomaly, right? When you compare it historically, yeah, over the last 30 years, whatever, right? Gotcha, okay. Um, but um, what I think will happen in, in the next, you know, um, you know, two years or so, it's, it's actually an interesting study. So one, I, th- I do believe that rates will go, will get to the high fours by the end of the third quarter of this year. Like okay. the Fed's increasing the Fed funds rate on March 16th. You know, they've already hinted that they're going to increase it by about a quarter or so. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty still, like, you know, with, with inflation, right? So uh, inflation is the arch enemy of bonds, right? So again, rates are driven by how these mortgage-backed securities bonds are being traded. So if there's a sell-off on these bonds, the yield or the return has to go up, right? So I think we're going to continue to see that come down and rates are going to continue to go up. But um, I think that we're going to have a recession here in the next in the next year or so. Um, and what that's going to do is, is, is essentially bring rates back down, right? So like the economy is slowing down. Um, and I really do believe that in the next, I, I, I can't say for sure when. Right, right. Nobody else. Really don't know, right? Until you look back, right? Yeah. Um, but I really do think that we're going to see at some point in the future, uh, rates come back down. How much? Interesting. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to say, but everyone I follow and everyone I read and everything I see, you know, kind of seems to suggest that. And now, now what does that mean for, for us, you know, investing in real estate, first time home buyers, move up buyers, et cetera. Well, um, prices are going to continue to go up. You know what I mean? Like, so uh, demand will continue because interest rates will come back down. So I think uh, the next two years or so you're going to see rates go up. um, And then right around the end of the year, beginning of next year, we're probably going to see, um, you know, kind of a, a swing to the other side as well. So that's kind of a short okay. answer to your question. Yeah. Um, that, so one of the, one thing that kind of stuck out in my mind um, with everything you just said there is it historically 4% interest is not, is it's historically low. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'll be the first to admit that I do not know a lot about, you know, mortgage rates and all that stuff. I'm more of an operator than I am the, uh, the technical side of, of mortgages, um, so historically, what is like an average interest rate that you would, I mean, I guess it's hard to put an average over, th- you know, hundreds of years, but what is an, an average interest rate that you would see in, you know, in the 19th century, 20th century? Yeah. Sorry. I would say 8%. 8% yeah. really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, double digits back in the eighties, right. I mean, 
Um, but but think about that, right? Like, you know, people were still investing in real estate. People were still buying houses, right? Yeah. Like you said, you made a comment earlier, and I, th- I think it's interesting because a lot of people actually think about this as well. Yeah, your returns, the ROI is extremely important when you invest in real estate, right? Like, um, but people are still going to need a place to live, right? Um, buying real estate is still the greatest hedge against inflation, right? Um, so, so, so when you, when you look at prices in the eighties, certainly we haven't seen the type of appreciation that we've seen over the last heck, the last two years. Right. Um, but people were still investing in real estate. So, um, it's so interesting to me when we talk to our buyers and they're like, oh my gosh, rates are like at high threes. I mean, what are we going to do? Like, you know, like we need to get this thing down. I'm like, Mr. Mr. Buyer, like that's still an anomaly, right? Like, well, what if rates come back down in the future? Well, we'll have an opportunity to restructure this debt in the future. You know, take the gains now. Let's not get greedy um, because later down the road, we'll be able to restructure the debt. Um, so, yeah, no, I think context is everything when it comes to, you know, to, to rates. Yeah, absolutely. That is uh, that is very interesting. 8% is actually higher than I, I had expected. Um, but that's good. It makes you, makes you appreciate where we are today. And, uh, and hopefully, hopefully it won't change too much in the future. For all of us investors out there who are who are banking and not paying too much to the bank in our interest rates, absolutely. <laughs> so I just took a peek at the clock. It looks like we are rounding the corner. So before we move there, um, I do have to ask: What is one piece of advice you would give an investor, um, commercial or real estate, out there in terms of mortgages um, for for the near future? Yeah, I think um, you know you touched a lot on this in, in your previous podcast, and I and I think. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, when is the right time to invest? When is the right time to buy? When is the right time to get into this market? And I always say this to everyone, whether it's first time home buyers, move up buyers, investors, you buy, you buy a place or you get into the market when you're ready to do this. Okay. So how, how are you going to know that, that you're ready? Well, as a first time home buyer, you're going to know when the walls around you start to kind of cave in, right? <laughs> and you start to see the rents go up every year and you start to, you know, calculate how much you spent, right? For a move up buyer, it's like, hey, we need more space, right? Your lifestyle has changed, right? You have now a, a growing family. For investors, just opportunity and philosophy, right? And so so that's the first piece. The second piece is you, you just have to align yourself with professionals, you know, that know what they're doing, right? Like um, whether that is a mortgage professional like us uh, or other people that you had on your show that understand like the pain points, understand how to navigate through some of the questions, but also even like real estate agents, right? People that, you know, that are representing you when they're, you know, when you're purchasing these properties, right? Um, you know, I, I know that you do a lot of wholesaling. That's part of the, you know, the, the you know, the model that you, that you teach, but, you know, aligning yourself with the correct people, because ultimately, like, you know, you went as a tribe and you have to have the right people in your corner. And I think those are the, the two pieces of advice that, that I would give, um, you know, the people that are actually, that are actually looking to invest in real estate. Yep, absolutely. I always say before you get into real estate investing, you should find a good mentor and you should find a good team um, because you're absolutely right. The people that you work with, the team makes the dream work. And that is true in real estate, period. So I like that advice. And that leads us to the quick question round. Are you ready? I'm ready, man. Get it. All right. We always start out with books because I'm a big bookie. So why don't you give me two book recommendations, one for general life wisdom and one for real estate specific? Wow. Okay. That's a good one. Um, Real estate specific. Okay. Uh, There's a great book called The One Thing by Gary Keller. Mm. I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it really will help you understand the domino effect. A lot of people want to tackle everything in life. 
uh, at the same time. And that's not how momentum happens. You got to take it one piece at a time. Um, wisdom in general, obviously the scriptures are great. I mean, you know, that that's my background, um, you know, but uh, you know, they're, that's probably the, the only answer no. I have right at the top of the dome. That is a, a good recommendation. All the scriptures are, they have great wisdom in there. And I've read the one thing. It is a good, I, I could sum it up actually for anybody who, who doesn't want to read it. It's just focus on one thing. If you focus on the one thing that matters the most, you're yep. going to see the movement. Um, and I can attest to that in my own life. So that is a really good recommendation as well. Yeah. Yeah. Leads us to a next question. And that is for your younger self. So if you could go to the Leo who, you know, way back when you're 19 years old, saw that, saw your friend who is crushing it in the mortgage game, um, go yeah. back to him, look him in the eye, give him one piece of advice moving forward. Yeah. I say this to my kids. Um, I say this to my friends. I, um, you know, it sounds cheesy, but leaders are readers, right? And I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, when I was in high school, when I was like, you know, my younger version, maybe 16, 14, 15, I hated, I hated reading. And I got to give a shout out to a friend of mine who gave me the secret of reading. She literally said to me, she's like, Leo, when you, when you read, there's a secret. And I was like, what is that? She's like, well, yeah, picture the person that you want to like, that you want to have an interview with. Let, let me, let me, let me put it this way. She said, let, let's say that I can arrange an interview with anyone in the world for 15 minutes. Who would that person be? So I was like, Jeff Bezos, right? Like, okay, great. <laughs> um, like, what would you ask him? I will ask him this. What, 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 what would you say to him? I would say him this. Okay. He, she's like, pay attention. That's what reading is all about. She's like, you grab a book of things that you're interested in. And you will essentially sit down with that person for 15 to 20 minutes every week, every day, however long you want, and ask the questions you want to ask. And so um, had I known that earlier, right, in my career, I think I would have been more ahead than where I am now. Uh, But I just, I say that to my friends. I say that to my kids. I say that to everyone I meet. I was like, reading is the greatest gift that we have. And let's hope the libraries don't go away. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because it's, it's one of the greatest tools that we have to learn. I like that. That's a good. Uh, that's a good perspective. Is when you're reading, you're sitting down with the person who wrote the book, yeah. um, and that's great because it means there are so many good leaders out there who are just sharing their wisdom. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I echo that sentiment as well. I'm a big reader, although recently I haven't read as much as I would have liked. Sometimes life just gets in the way. But good advice moves us on to the next question, and that is the United States investing because there are so many square miles out there to put your hard-earned dollars means there's a lot of opportunities. So what metro are you most excited about in the coming future? Yeah, I mean, I think you invest where you know first, right? And that's kind of like principle that you've talked about in your previous in your previous podcast, right? I don't know Ohio. I don't know, like, you know, I don't know Cincinnati, right? I, know, I don't know some of those markets. I know DC. I know the DC metropolitan area. Um, and I would say that's where that's where you start. You start with where you know. You, you go and you fish in your fishing pond first understand the ropes, get a good mentor, surround yourself with good people, not people that are going to sell you a dream. Right. Um, and, and you start in your, in your backyard. So I, I would say for me, that's, that's the, that's the DC market. Boom. I'll leave it there. Start in your backyard. All right. Next question. This one is for a little, an opportunity for you to brag a little bit because we all have strengths. We are all gifted with something that we specifically can offer this world. Um, so if you could point to one thing that you feel you are exceptional at, what would that thing be? Yeah, it's great. Um, I'm actually ready for that one. Uh, so <laughs> one of my favorite TED Talks of all time is Simon Sinek's uh, one oh, called yeah. Start With Why, right? And I love this. He always says, like, most people talk about the what, they don't talk about the why. And for years, I've been I've been developing this. And here's my why. My why is, is, is three words, impact, inspire, and connect, 
right? I want to impact. Impact is an acronym for me. And that's, I must personally act. I must personally act to make an impact in my, in my area and, and with my friends and those around me. I want to inspire people to see beyond what they see. And I want to connect them to things that matter. Well, the second circle of that is how do you plan on doing that? Well, I plan on doing that by teaching people how. Um, I build a curriculum. I've helped agents, people in real estate, literally grow their businesses from sometimes zero to like 50, 60 million a year, right? And I literally have helped them answer the most pressing question. And that is how, how do I do this? How do I get started? How do I grow? How do I execute on a very high level? And here's the, here's the secret. It's all tied to books that I've read. Okay. Implementation execution is the secret in life. The last one is what, what do you do? Well, I just happen to be in the mortgage business, right? And I happen to be a business leader um, and an influencer. So that's kind of the, I guess the bragging section of, of what makes me unique. Nope. I love it. That is the gift that you give to the world. And uh, we are happy for that. So we appreciate your gift. And that leads us to the very absolute last question. And this one is for the listeners because you've given us so much good advice, so much good wisdom. I'm sure people out there want to reach out and say hi. So what is the best way for them to do that? Yeah. I mean, uh, email leo at dkmortgage.com. That's leo at dkmortgage.com or follow on me on social media. Leo on Soliaga group is my Instagram handle at leo on Soliaga group. And I'm going to spell that one out for everybody because that's kind of a hard one. So it's A-N-Z-O-L-E-A-G-A is how you spell out Anzoliaga. That's true. All right, Leo, thank you very much for hopping on the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Yeah, you too, man. Thank you for having me. All right. And for everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason we do this. So if you have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me, Gabe, at the real com. Other than that, as always, I hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and were able to pull some actionable advice that you can go home with and apply to your own investing business. Before you go, I have a gift for you. If you're a new investor looking to get started or an established investor looking to take your business to the next level, I've created an ebook just for you available on the website. This ebook will cover how I was able to create both active and passive income in real estate with very little money to start with. In it, I will address the three most often cited obstacles new and veteran investors run into by showing you how to find a deal that's actually a deal, how to finance that deal with little to no money down, and how to exit a deal for maximum value. And if you get the ebook today, I'm going to bury you in bonuses, seven of them to be exact. First, you'll get the off-market lead generation blueprint, which will take you through the exact systems and processes we use to generate off-market leads like clockwork, which is the most important skill when it comes to creating real wealth in real estate. Then you'll get the A to Z REI systems and vendors guide, which will allow you to peek under the hood of our business and see the exact tools and systems and even the vendors we use to grow our business. After that, you will get the top 100 best performing keywords pack, which will give you the exact keywords we use to target leads online and generate leads without having to lift a finger. Next, you'll get the contracts bundle for wholesaling and renting real estate, which will give you access to all of the contracts we use in the field to execute all types of transactions. After that, you'll get the investor's quick analysis calculator and offer tool, which will allow you to quickly calculate whether a deal is an actual deal and will allow you to create an offer automatically from those calculations. 
Next up, we'll give you the Investor's Daily Success Tracker, which is a tracker you can use to ensure you are taking the right actions day in and day out to reach your financial goals in real estate. And finally, you will get the Wholesaler's Template for Quick Assignment Cash, which will give you the templates we use to present our wholesale deals professionally and efficiently to our buyers. I know that is a ton of things to say. I'm glad you were able to stick with it. Uh, so you'll get both the ebook and all of those seven free bonuses when you download the ebook today. All we charge is the admin cost to run the show. So if you are interested in the ebook and the bonus bundle, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com. Click on get the ebook bundle at the top of the page and take advantage of that deal. With that housekeeping item covered, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day and even better week. Keep rocking real estate, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.